And now what? You're a real person. You're not just this Instagram post or this flashy, beautiful life that most people will tell you entrepreneurship is about. It makes you a real person, a known quantity, relatable and real. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my amazing guest, Stefan. Stefan, thank you so much for being here with us today. How you doing? And it's also Steven. Steven. Funny. Is it also better. Steven or is it really Steven? It's really Steven. Okay. I've argued funny. with this about for, for many years with many people, but I was like, it's Steven it is. It's, it's biblical in proportion. It is. I love yeah. it. I have a nephew whose name is J-A-N. And it's the German pronunciation Jan. of Jan. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, he has some issues with that one too. So I, I empathize with your plight. <laughs> Say it however you want, as long as you don't forget it. And we're friends. Uh, I invite you for supper. It's okay now. I'm sold. What do you got? We're going to have fresh Jaguar meat? <laughs> no. Oh, no. No, we're not. Uh, so Stephen, give a us joke. a 5,000 foot view of, you missed the pre-conversation there, peeps. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, of who you are and what you love to do. Who am I? I am a storyteller. And what I love to do is just experience life as it's as pure as it could be. And what that means in a non-nebulous and ridiculous way. I come from a sales background. So I think sales is a huge skill for life that people don't teach you. You don't learn enough about it. And when it comes to business, people get really scared on how to do it well. So I mix storytelling with sales in order to teach people how to tell the stories that get their customers excited to buy things from them. And what that really means and boils down to is the most interesting thing about you, about your business or about your company is the story of why you're doing it. And I don't see enough entrepreneurs, executives, or teams leveraging that most interesting part to build the most important thing in any business, which is know, like, and trust. So I've been in that space for seven, eight years or something thereabouts, failing my way through with a smile on my face and always a lesson uh, to learn whether I won or I lost. So I'm pretty happy about that. Other small things about me, uh, I escaped New York City uh, to move down to Playa del Carmen, Mexico, where I currently reside and learn from for many reasons, but chief among them, I couldn't do the winter. <laughs> Uh, I'm happy to be around some sun and uh, I'd rather be sweaty than cold and miserable, but that's, that's a start. <laughs> Fair enough. And we're going to get into a ton of the whole storytelling and why and how and all that kind of good stuff. But how did you get into storytelling in particular in sales? Oh, complete fell on my face. Like most of the things <laughs> in my life. Um, I'll start it this way. So I I've, I've worked in enterprise sales. I've worked selling ice pops, worked at bars. I've done so many random jobs in my entire life. And then I finally, something hit me on the head one day and I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you should probably know how to sell things, right? That's going to help you if you, if you want to be in that endeavor. And I worked at a sales coaching company for a while, ran sales there, helped a couple of people grow their businesses and stuff. And then I struck out on my own and I didn't do nearly as well as I hoped. I just wasn't, wasn't translating. What? Uh, you weren't hundred percent successful at being an entrepreneur right off the bat, right off the bat. Like <laughs> all of my, my Instagram feed told me different, but apparently uh, 
the real world had something different to say. And I, then 2020 happened. I don't know if you heard about that year. It was an interesting one. And I, I almost cratered into the ground with my business and almost lost everything entirely. And I had to do a lot of soul searching and start over in many ways. And I think that's one of the most beautiful lessons. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to repeat it, uh, though I wouldn't change it. But a couple of things came out of there when I spoke to some people who I really trust and started asking questions and being able to be open about where I wasn't adequate in my, in my business. They were like, dude, I don't want to buy that from you. I was like, really? They're like, yeah, I want to buy, like, you tell great stories. I want to buy your confidence. I want to be able to have that. Like, tell me and sell me that. And I was like, yeah. It's like, yeah, of course. And so with a bunch of pushing and prodding, they were like, dude, just take this and put it into one of your frameworks. And I was like, I actually have one. I've just never shared it. And I shared it. He's like, yes, you could sell the hell out of this. And so I started commercializing that and putting that out into the world. And it, it, the response has been solid and I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. But answering your question, how did I get into that? I've given a fair amount of speeches, keynotes, and workshops. And I always have people come up and tell me, dude, that story, just I'll, I'll never forget that story. And whenever I'm thinking about this, I'll think of that. And so why storytelling? Why is that important? One, stories are cool. Like they're fun. They're easy to remember. Like uh, for those listening, before we started recording, we started talking about jaguars and nature. And I, I won't forget those moments, but uh, I did some research on this and 67% of information is retained through stories. Wow. And then 95% of decisions are made subconsciously, which means all those facts, those figures, those measurable things are how we back into a decision, not how we make one. And so stories are ways to share legends, are ways to build rapport, share emotion and be human, which is what the whole point of selling or being in business is all about. And if we can start there, sharing a human story to a human, we can solve human problems in a business context. And that gets me excited. And I think that's missing a lot in the market. And I want to be one of the people who stands on the hill and shows that, hey, we can be who we are. And that could be the most interesting and fun way to build relationships over the long term. Nice. I love it when people go into business because the thing they do so magically and effortlessly, like a fish in water, is is a thing that everybody wants from them. So you're very fortunate <laughs> to have very articulate friends that got you into Ooh. that business because it's that is awesome. I love Thank that. You. So let's go back to that whole, the storytelling about why somebody gets into business because I know a lot of entrepreneurs talk to me and they, like, nobody cares why I got into this business. They care about what I can do for them. And I'm like, well, actually you're missing out in the boat on something. So explain in your words what they're missing out on Oof. when they don't tell their story kind of touched on it earlier, the most important thing in a, in a sale, right? And, and I want to also make sure I mention sales is a four letter word to a lot of people. It's mm -hmm. dirty. It's grimy. It's ugly. It's annoying. It's, it's that message in your inbox that you didn't ask for, but you knew you didn't want, you know, that's, that's sales and selling for most people. And I also feel that that's something that is too, it's done too much, but what, what you're missing out on is, the key to doing well in anything is people knowing that you're the person that does that thing. And so back to a story too, right? A story, the whole purpose of a story is to get your audience to see themselves in that story. So when you don't tell people that you completely almost created your business into the ground, 
but had an epiphany moment and spoke to a friend and they helped you see in yourself what you couldn't see. And that led you to make a change. Well, I guarantee anyone who is one of your customers has also experienced a similar moment to that. And now what? You're a real person. You're not just this Instagram post or this flashy and beautiful life that most people will tell you entrepreneurship is about. It makes you a real person, a known quantity, relatable and real. And if you can be real and not hide from the failures, the dark spots, the uncomfortable conversations that you know everyone's been through, you help the people who you really want to help recognize that, hey, you're just like me. I can be myself around you and I can bring those troubles, those hard parts about my business, my life or whatever problem you solve for your audiences towards you because you get it and you bring the solution from a place of where you didn't have one. And I think if you don't get that and don't use that, you're not in this for the long run and you're not in it for the right reasons, but that's my humble opinion. <laughs> so if somebody's having difficulties telling their story or you know articulating their story, how do they know when something is too much information and when it's heartfelt and that's the right thing that people are looking for? Ah, whew, this one's a tough one because it, 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 the answer is it depends. <laughs> okay. It's the, the best answer of all time, right? It depends. But here's what it depends on. First and foremost, we have to establish the context in which we're sharing it. So if it's like a marketing post, you're probably not going to go into something like really too heavy, too deep and too scary because it just might be too much for people to handle and turn people away instead of getting them to turn towards you. That's the first place I would say. This is where I think it's important to work with people who you can run those stories by and be like, hey, let's tone this part down. Let's, let's take this part out and share that later. Or let's start with this and let's arrange it. So knowing what stories to tell is important, but knowing how to structure that story to get the effect that you need from your audience or to support your audience in the way that they wanna be supported is an important skill. Uh, but I would say, tell your stories to people you trust and ask people what the most important part of that story is. Because chances are, it's probably not the thing that hurt you the most or made you feel the most. It's something else that they're like, oh, I love that part. And that's the part we need to play up. So talk to people you trust. I nice. love that. And I'm gonna <laughs> foray into, you probably don't wanna ask people who aren't going to buy things from you um, about those stories either, but give me your opinion on that. Uh, tell me more. So, I'm not sure I understand. you know, people go to their family and their friends and they go, Hey, I'm thinking about using this for my marketing. And to people that don't even understand ah. what they do for business, let alone <laughs> what their marketing is going to be like. hundred percent. Again, context. Yeah. Don't, don't bring your stories to people who wouldn't get it. So I would add there, if you have a customer relationship with someone who's worked with you for a long time, sit them down and say, Hey, can, can I share some stuff with you? I'm thinking about taking a new turn in marketing. I would love to run some stuff by you and just give me a direct and honest feedback if I'm stepping over the line with what I would be sharing and or other places I should be a little bit more dialed up on my story. Start there. Or if you have a really good friend who you know will just tell you the truth, they are rare, but they do exist. Sit that person down and ask and uh, start there. That's where I would start. Nice. So what are some of the stories that people should be telling in business. We've mentioned, you know, why you got into business. Where else do stories come in? Ooh, I love great question. You just throw me, throw me an alley-oop. I'm going to dunk it. I'm going to dunk it. 
it, it part of my, I have, I have a framework, I call it the triple three framework, which is the three audiences you're going to have, three questions you need to ask before you tell a story, and the three stories that you already have that are non-competitive, that are really important to your life. So we'll start with those three stories because you asked specifically. Stories of your mission. So we think of it as, as this, right? Like if you are a coach, a consultant, or a certain type of entrepreneur, what made you decide to solve this problem? What was that incisive moment? What made you say, hey, I'd rather do this than go to work for somebody else? When did that happen? Tell us that story. It's an interesting story and it's unique to you. Another way to think about that is, do you have a unique personality trait? Are you really stubborn or something like that? What moment did that show up and where did that become a, a trait that you have? Do you never give up on, your, on people? Where did that come from? Where's the first moment that happened? What got you on mission to be doing what you're doing? That's a unique story. And that allows me to understand why you are doing what you're doing and how I might interface with that. The second story you have that's non-competitive and is interesting and specific to you is vision. So what is it that your mission looks like when it's achieved, right? What's the big overarching, big, hairy, audacious goal that you have for your company or for your life and your family? Describe that, enumerate that, share that with me. Big visions get large audiences and get people to say, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I can follow along with that. That's, this is also what I want for my life. The other thing that's important about a vision statement is it also, if you do have a company, you have employees, you have a team, a vision helps everyone know what direction they need to be rowing in if they ever have a question. So you can always say, uh, well, I don't know if I should be doing that. Does it help us do this? And then you allow people to run their work or their efforts through that filter and answer yes or no. And it generally helps things move a little faster. The third is your milestones. So think of these as tales of adversity things that you went through that were really tough, hard, difficult, scary, and you almost didn't think you were going to make it. But here's the best part. You're still here. Everyone has stories like that. Everyone has something that they were scared of, frightened, never thought they would make it or something that caused them trauma, but they made it through to this place. Everyone can relate to that. It's unique to you, your particular story, but your audience can potentially resonate a lot with that. That's one side. The next is in your business, right? With back to the to milestones, did you have a customer who came to you and their business was about to close, but they started working with you and in a couple of months, they got back on their feet and then in another couple of months, they had their best month ever and then their best year ever and then they're hiring and they're thriving now? There's a quote I love that by Horace is one of those old Greek guys who you know just only needs one name, right? And it goes, you need change only the name and the stories about you. So within those three stories, if you got someone great results and milestones, or you have a big vision, or you have a, a big mission, I can see myself in that story as well. And you're helping me tell my own story better, which means you get it, you understand me. And there's that subconscious, that 95% of any decision that you've helped me make by pointing me towards where you are, because you've identified what direction you're pointing towards uh, to give to your audience. So re refreshing real fast. Stories of mission, vision, and milestones are the quickest ways to resonate with your audience and to be non-competitive, as in you are the only person who can compete with your own story because no one else can be the same person as you. No one's youer than you, said Dr. Seuss.
Love that. Awesome. And you have the three questions and then the three stories that go from there. So when would you use these stories? How would you yeah. you're gonna weave them into something? You're not gonna, you know, tell your <laughs> your your background story on every Facebook post you do. How do you how do you work this in? So the framework starts in reverse, right? So we, we shared stories because you asked specifically, but the framework starts with the audiences. So there's three audiences that most people will encounter in their life. You have your prospects, right? So that could be your potential customers or whatever. You have your uh, team. So like internal co-founders, staff, and then you have like life in the stage. So like podcasts as an example, or marketing, we need to figure out which audience you're planning on speaking to first before we determine which story would work well. So that's number one. So once you figure out which audience you want to talk to, we then run that audience through three questions. Okay. These three questions are the following. Number one, what does your audience want to learn or achieve? So before we tell any story to anybody, what is the thing that the audience is going to want to get out of a story to make sure that they're well-represented, they're heard, they get the emotional arc that they need to know that you're the right person who can solve their problem or that they should click subscribe to whatever way you're putting stuff out. The second question, what do you want your audience to feel? Now we mentioned, are we selling too much information? Are we telling too much of a story? Are we labeling the emotion? Do we want them to feel FOMO? Do we want them to feel fear? Do we want them to feel comfort? Do we want them to feel accepted? or seen, what, what is that? You need to label that and make sure that's clear in what you're going to deliver to anyone going forward. And then the third question, this is where a lot of people get it wrong with telling the story, is what do you want people to do now that they have the information and you've shared the story? Do you want them to subscribe? Do you want them to leave a comment? Do you want them to come to your webinar? Do you want them to listen to your podcast? Do you want them to make a purchase? Have you clearly defined what that arc and that next step is in the story so that people know what to do next and are you guiding them to that place so once we have those things lined out it's like okay well i have a team member who i want to help me grow my business and i want to make sure that they know that by growing my business they're going to be able to have a pathway to creating long-term wealth for their family creating good equity and they're going to get challenged in their career and they have a place to come back to they're going to want to feel seen, heard, and well-represented here. And then what I want them to do next is to take ownership of these projects so that it's clear that what they do is valued and that they're going to be an instrumental part in growing this business. So what story would we tell there? We, would, we could tell a uh, vision story. So about the large overarching vision of the company. That's, that's one particular context. We could tell a mission story, why you decided to do this and build this company so you could employ and empower people like this employee to do best or do better, et cetera. So that's how we could narrow that down. Other quick example, without going way off the deep end here is on sales calls during objections, there's three objections you're going to get is this, why does this cost this much money? It's too expensive. Will this work for me? Does this work at all? Right? There's some version of those. And one of those stories or multiple versions of those stories oh, we worked with Cheryl over in Calabasas, California. And when she came to us, she had the exact same problem. And that's exactly why we built this company. Over here, our mission is to do this, 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 and that. And when Cheryl came to us, she had this, tell a story of adversity or a milestone story. And now she's here. 
that's how we can use it, smash objections and build report at the same time. Nice. I love that. So speaking of good stories, give us one of your Cinderella stories. <laughs> My Cinderella stories. Of your client. Yep. Of a client. Hmm. I had a guy who I worked with who had a bad stutter, really a ter terrible stutter. And he got referred to me by his cousin and he was working in sales and he had to give presentations and would blank out and then just click, click, click and just walk off stage because he couldn't do it. So we worked together for about four weeks and we got him to, I don't want to give away all the techniques here, but we, we changed the way that he starts his speeches mm -hmm. to allow his brain to click on and not get back to the place where he's having a stutter. He's able to give speeches without stuttering and he's been closing good business as a result of it. So that, that's a huge win for me because someone's like, I can't talk in groups. So I, I love that one. Uh, that one makes me really, really proud and makes my heart smile. Nice. I love that. Uh, so give us um, an example. Who do you love to work with? Because obviously everybody in business <laughs> needs, needs to have stories and clearly a lot of them need to get better at it. <laughs> so, who do you love to work with? I love working with founders. So I have a, about seven or eight years in the startup space through New York, San Francisco, Istanbul, all over the world. And I think technology companies, companies that have big goals, big visions, build great products, tend to get bogged down in the details behind their products and are not clearly able to articulate the stories that they can tell about why they are a good bet for people to invest in. So I love working with those groups because they want to grow fast. And I think with the work that I'm able to help them do through that framework is distill what's really important, what's interesting, and most importantly, help them get in front of their client in the right way with the right type of story. Uh, so that's one group which I really get a lot out of. And then I love working with coaches and consultants uh, as well, just because they present for a living and they're sometimes not sure what to say. And when you work in a, like, I love a small decision tree. So, right, like they can decide to do it. And when they're like, this changed the way I do everything, I, I love that. That makes me happy. Nice. That sounds awesome. So I really want to know what took you to Istanbul. But <laughs> while you're telling that story, also give me kind of an idea of what the difference is between those countries of the ones that you mentioned of how we tell stories in business. How much different is it? And like, just what were your notices in that regard? Wow. Well, I was in Istanbul teaching. There's like 53 questions. Yeah, yeah exactly. So pick yeah. any three of your choice. <laughs> I'll start off in Istanbul. I was there teaching workshops for one of my accelerator partners. I think I was working with about 25 companies over a week. And that was my last live workshop before the world shut down in 2020. Yeah. So that, that was a fun time, a really tough trip because everything was like starting to ramp up and get all crazy. But, uh, I enjoyed it as far as stories there. Right. So that's an interesting place because it's a place steeped in history and they, they, they want to sit down and get to know you. Right. So you must have something to talk about. You must be able to share something. And it's, it's as much of, Hey, can you handle yourself? But are you someone who I can trust? And uh, at least in that culture, I, I, I love that because it's like, if I trust you, I will trust you forever until you prove otherwise, but I want to make sure I can sit down with you and have a, have some chai, have some shisha and 
we can converse properly. So that's been a fun, a fun ride. Really fortunate to have relationships there and to, to see how people sell slightly differently. It's, it's really interesting. Uh, but it's all the same at the end of the day, to be honest. People want to do well with their abilities. They want to feed their families and they want to help people. That I've seen in the seven countries I've lived and the 25 countries I've worked with entrepreneurs from. It's all the same there, that way. It's just small little details and cultural references that are slightly different, but everyone wants to help people. Nice. I love that. Um, cool. So <laughs> expecting you to go on a little longer, but that, but okay, that's, that works all good. So I know that our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? You can come and follow me on LinkedIn at Stephen Steers, at Instagram at Stephen Steers underscore. Send me an email, uh, visit my website, read some of my blogs, and or join one of my masterclasses. Uh, many ways you can get in touch, but come say hi. Let's figure out where you are first, and then let's figure out how to take where you are and make it the place you want to go. Nice. I love that. So I always ask my guests uh at what point in time they knew that they were special kind of crazy enough to become an entrepreneur <laughs> you've already led into it but what was that breaking point so you said that it, you know at this point it kind of hit your head you wanted to be an entrepreneur but what was going on for you at that time why would you make that decision to go hey i think i'm gonna be crazy for the rest of my life okay um, <laughs> there's two incisive moments i'd say the, the most most prevalent one that really got me into a place of action I used to work in the construction business in New York City, building high rises. And I was a big podcast listener at that point. So Pat Flynn is one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. It's called Smart Passive Income for anyone who's curious. Teach you how to do online business. And back in those days, this is like 2012, 2013, 14 era, somewhere in there. Online business and entrepreneurship wasn't exactly what it is now. Like it, it was kind of sexy, but it was like, y'all are weird. Right. But I remember listening to this and I was like, oh, all my business, like you could work from anywhere. Really? That's a thing. And then whenever you go in, back into your office after that, it's like, wait, hold on. So I got to take two weeks off a year because in the United States, you only get two weeks, 10 days a year, unless you're like super senior. And I was like, I, I, I want to travel. Like I want to live my life. So I was like, how do I do this? And I'm listening to podcasts, whatever, whatever. So one fateful day, I'm at the Baccarat Hotel in Midtown Manhattan. It's at 53rd Street and 6th Avenue for anyone who's curious. It's right there. It's still there. And I was involved in this building from when it was a hole in the ground to when it was completed with its $250,000 Baccarat chandelier in the lobby. And on one day, I'm there doing my inspection work. So I worked half in the field and half outside of the field, which means I carry a notepad and I make notes for where things are damaged so we can get repairs or make sure we get paid. So we're done with the project. And so I walked down all the way from the roof to the construction personnel entrance with my foreman. And we're joking, we're laughing. He's got his phone out and he's sharing pictures of his brand new kitchen. And we're having a good laugh standing right next to each other. And I'm in this area where it's a triple height floor, which is big pipes and everything else. And he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, let's go to lunch, Steven. I was like, cool. I take one step forward and a cement block falls immediately where I was standing. Like literally, just like that. I just literally just missed it. And I stand around and I look at that and I look back at him. My appetite's completely gone. And it's a guy named Kenny and he's Panamanian. And he's like, Papa, you're here for something. 
not everybody gets a chance like that. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I guess. So I, I walk out of that building and I take like a two hour walk back to my office. And I was like, <sighs> and then I came to the realization during that walk. It's like, well, you're going to die one day. You're going to, there's no way around it. So if you're going to, you might as well die doing something that makes you feel excited and allows you to know you gave it a shot. And so I was like, well, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to die one day. So I might as well jump in and be crazy. So that led me to get into sales. Cause it's like, well, if you know how to sell, you have a company. And then it's always been a goal to have the freedom to do what I wanted and travel if I want to. So since then I've lived and worked in seven countries and I'm not going back no matter what it takes. Nice. I love that story. And I'm very fortunate that you were with somebody <laughs> enlightened in that moment to see the benefit of it. I think that's Definitely. fantastic. It was like, well, that was a little um, surreal, but <laughs> yeah. most people just would have went, oh, well, that was crazy. And then leave without thinking about the ramifications of it. That is awesome. I love that. This has been so much fun. Thank you <laughs> so much. Peeps, go and get a hold of Steven Steers. We'll have, of course, all of his links in the in the description of the show and awarenessstrategies.com. <laughs> we will have those there on a blog. Just search for Steven or storytelling and you will find him. Uh, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Any last words for our peeps? None. Just go tell your story. It's the most interesting about you. And Michelle, thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to know you. Awesome. It's been super fun. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being with us here today. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so that we can help you scale your business. We love having you here and we want you to succeed. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.